everyone, and welcome back to the From Grief to Greatness podcast. I am Gerard, and I'm here with Christy and John. Hi, I'm Christy. Hi, I'm John. Well, today we have got a topic that I think that we are all very uh, excited to talk about, something that we all take a, a great interest in and have uh, probably throughout the, the later part of our lives uh, for some of us uh, uh, more than uh Others, uh, I have this topic is spirituality and religion. Uh, I have not really personally ever been a religious person, but in more recent years, I have become very uh, spiritual. And so I want to talk a little bit uh, first about spirituality, which uh, involves the recognition of a feeling or sense or belief that there is something greater than ourselves, something uh, more to being human than sensory experience and that the greater whole of which we are a part is cosmic or divine in nature. An opening of the heart is an essential aspect of true spirituality. Now this practice of spirituality has allowed me to take my life back in the face of the grief that I have suffered with. I remembered who I was and started to live life as a complete whole person again. And this is a choice I made you've got to decide to heal and to recognize that you are complete just the way you are. I reminded myself of things I like to do for fun and I did them. I forced myself to begin. And then slowly but surely, I found it easier to live life in an enjoyable way. As I dealt with the grief, I had to remember that I wasn't a victim. So I chose to heal. I did the internal and external work because I believe that we are born to live an abundant, fulfilling, free life. So take the opportunity to create a beautiful experience as you, can, as you possibly can, as beautiful as you possibly can, and don't wallow too long in your grief. Go through the healing process, but at some point, you have to choose to live again. Sometimes people get addicted to the sad story, so don't join them, just heal. Deliberately let go of the sadness. Connect to your sources, your sources of joy, fun, interest, pleasure, because in times of great emotional pain, we can draw a lot from these things that we need the most. So can I exhort you to choose to have a daily spiritual practice that links you back to all that is important? I don't know, but I'm sure going to try because comfort will come from there. Your heart, your world can be pieced back together as you sit silently in the presence of these powerful sources. Still yourself as much as you can and bring your pain to this place of connection. Feel yourself surrounded and filled with love as you perform this practice because this ability to connect has saved me when I've been going through the various losses I've encountered. My spirituality has been the one constant. And yeah, sometimes I get annoyed that I'm always living a charmed existence where nothing ever goes wrong. Uh, but the spirituality enables me to move forward and to heal and also to feel love and joy despite the pain. So I meditate as regularly as I possibly can, and it soothes, calms, 
centers and balances everything about my existence. And that is so much of what really brings my spirituality to its strength, to its full strength. And, uh, you know, John and I, uh, you know, we have the same uh, therapist who has introduced us to meditation and spirituality and so many books that we have read, which we're probably going to have a whole podcast on at a different time. And uh, I've just I've become such a strong person since I have adopted the practices of the practice of spirituality. And I've done it really through meditation. And John, I know that you've uh, had your experiences with meditation and spirituality as well. Absolutely. Yes. mm -hmm. From the same source. Yes. Yes. So you can, if you want to pick up from there. Yes. Yes. Sure. Right ahead. Um, Well, what I've observed is that, um, when it comes to religion, uh, every civilization, uh, whether it's very primitive or very developed, uh, has had uh, religion uh, and spirituality. Uh, no matter, uh, even remote peoples in the middle of the Amazon rainforest who have been untouched by the outside world um, have had their own religion. So we know religion develops organically, um, no matter what. And uh, it's a universal phenomenon. Um, because it serves so many basic needs. And um, one of those needs is to bury and grieve, grieve the dead. And um, one such religion that I'd like to talk about today is Buddhism, mm. um, especially how it addresses uh, grief. Um, the first thing that uh, comes up is the Four Noble Truths, which I know that Gerard is very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give you a quick simplistic rundown of them. The first one is that life is suffering, which is not, nothing that nobody un, out there is, is going to find um, surprising. Um, the second one is that, you know, why is life suffering? Now, suffering, according to Buddhism, is caused by two things, fear and desire. Now, you might think that, well, fear and desire. Now, everything that we suffer for, if you think about it, can be broken down to either fear or desire, Um, especially when it comes to grieving. But let me finish the Four Noble Truths first. So the third Mm -hmm. one is that um, you can end this suffering. And the fourth one is that you can end this suffering by finding the right path, by ending your fear and desire and finding the path to nirvana. Now, nirvana doesn't have to be um, what the Buddhist religion says. It could be, you know, just your ultimate state of freedom, um, of happiness. And um, now how suffering could be broken down into fear and desire. Now, if you look into, say, the loss of a loved one, you have the fear of letting go of the person. And you have the desire for things to go back to the way they were. Now, this fear of letting go and this desire to bring thing, to bring the person back, to bring things back to the way they were, lead to your suffering. Now, this brings up to another way um, that Buddhism addresses that. And they address that in the three marks of existence. The three marks of existence. Now, the three of them are impermanence, non-self, and suffering. Now, the one that really addresses this is impermanence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerard is very familiar with this. So 
In Buddhism, they consider that all things are in a state of flux. Nothing is constant. What seems constant is an illusion. Okay, so impermanence states that everything physical comes into being and then ends. Now, our unwillingness to accept this is what causes suffering. Now, we can certainly draw a parallel to denial from the five stages of grief here um, about not accepting that things have to end because nothing lives forever, including people, including our pets, um, in, including everything causes our suffering. We have to understand that impermanence is um, just a, a way of life, that uh, nothing lasts, everything dies. Uh, now, when we apply this to grief, the loss of a loved one, like I said, loss of a job, uh, any change in life, Buddhism tells us um, that we need to be mindful of that. Now, mindfulness is a big part of meditation, as Gerard knows. Mindfulness means to be present in the moment. Uh, and this is a big tool in uh, your toolbox for combating grief. Um, Eastern religions use meditation. And uh, meditation is an important part of staying in the moment, not looking back, not um, fixating on the suffering, on the loss, on the re looking at things through the viewpoint of impermanence, that things have to die and that you must live mindfully in the present. And... Um, you can find this not just in Buddhism, but in all religions, like we have said before about loss, um, you have funerals, I mean, uh, whether it's a Buddhist funeral or whether it's a Catholic funeral or a Christian funeral, Judaism, uh, all the funerals are for the living. Um, it's for the living to grieve and to have closure. And religion serves that purpose very well. Yes. And that is one of the reasons why um, religion is such a universal phenomenon, because people need to grieve the passing of their dead. And every religion has a ceremony for the passing of their dead. They're very, very different uh, for very, very many religions. They're extremely different, but they are there nonetheless, because there needs to be closure for every kind of people. Uh, and. Well, you know. Living mindfully is a tough thing to do. Letting go is a hard yeah. thing to do. Sure. But that's what religion helps you to do. Wow. Wonderful. I mean, yeah. you know, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, just to say this real quick, letting go of the outcome of things is the hardest thing that I have ever had to put my mind to along mm -hmm. this path. Yeah. I never realized how attached to outcome I, I was. And I, I think that's very, very normal. I think we all have that kind of a problem to a degree uh, to just let things be and to just not worry about how something's going to turn out. Yeah, uh, that's that sounds like a. I mean, just on paper, that sounds like a hard thing to do, doesn't it? Yes, <laughs> because yeah. it is. You I know, mean, those yeah. of us that are overthinkers. <laughs> I remember when my therapist Carol brought that to my attention. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> it's like, how in the world am I going to oh. let go of worrying what the outcome of things is going to be? So that that one's been it pretty challenging. Your joy, though. Yeah, it does. That's the problem. Yeah. So, Christy, 
We've been waiting anxiously to hear what you've got for us today. Okay. Well, so um, I'm in a rather slightly different place mm -hmm. than the two of you guys are. Um, religion is something that I've struggled with um, because I, I was raised Catholic, converted to non-denominational Christian, um, but I don't agree with or enjoy religion. Okay. Um, I, I seem to have found my own growth in spirituality. Okay. Um, to me, religion, meaning Catholic, Methodist, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, um, Pentecostal, they each have their own little ways of doing things. And I've been, I've it, messianic. I've, like been to all of those different types of churches, you know, to trying to find a fit for myself. And I'll be honest with you, I don't feel like any of them did. And I think, I don't know how to explain that I feel like there's a big difference between being religious and being spiritual. Mm -hmm. Like I was taught, you know, you have to go to church, like physically go every Sunday or Saturday, whatever the belief may be, in order to participate in, in that type of um, fellowship, mm -hmm. okay? Well, I don't believe that. I believe that it comes from in your heart, that um, I've, I've had some bad experiences with different individuals at church, and I understand that everyone is finding their own way. But as you guys know, I'm kind of like a hippie chick. So I'm like peace and love. And I think everyone should get along yeah. and, and yeah. mean people suck, you know? Mm -hmm. So I choose not to be around that. Right. Um, I have found that, and, and I'm just now coming into being allowed, if you will, or I don't even know what the word is because I wouldn't even say allowed in the environment that I'm in, but allowing myself maybe to be who I am and mm -hmm. to tap into that part of my life the way that I believe is best for me, mm -hmm. as opposed to being told, oh, we have to do this, we have to do that. That's, that's not, I don't think that that's, I think everybody needs to find their own way mm -hmm. and what works for them. Feels healthier. Correct. Mm -hmm. That idea. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, so a lot of my um, inner healing has come from different books that I've read. Um, and like changing my way of thinking, going through therapy. Um, but thing, you know, it's interesting because a lot of things that both of you said, like I, I do that. Like it's, it, I do my work like on the inside. I just try to find something that helps me get to where I need to be, whether it be, you know, talk to my best friend about whatever I'm going through and then, you know, go from there and, and try to come up with a resolve or um, I've, I've dabbled in like, um, like Chinese proverbs and mm -hmm. um, a lot of like self uh, is it reaffirmation or affirmation? Oh, like the Affirm positive affirmations. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I've done that. Yeah, positive um, self-talk. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that's where I struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dabbled in the Buddhism as well, um, which if my family knew that, they, might, they would be probably mortified. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like you said, I mean, you have to find what works for you. And these are the things that work for me encompassed with going to therapy or having therapist and my medication, all of it together, um, you know, is what works for me. So I don't know if I've really answered the question here. Well, you have. Yeah. I mean, like, like what, what works for you? Well, that's the thing, you know, like there's, um, John, which, which of the Marley's is it that has the song love is my religion? Is it Ziggy? Uh, actually, I'm not familiar with that song. I, I think I think it is. Yeah. I think it's Ziggy Marley. Like that's that's mm-hmm. kind of where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like it for me. This has all become about loving myself, mm-hmm. loving life, loving as much about life as I can. And that you know, you Correct. you've expressed that that you just you just try to do what's best yeah. for yourself to make yourself a healthy person. As long as you choose the healthiest path for yourself and you live your life that way, then sure, you, that's, I think that's just a really good way to go. Thank you. I think that's a very, um, yeah. a very positive and uh, productive way to live your life. But Christy, I was saying, uh-huh. how, does, how does this um, freedom from what you felt like an oppressive <laughs> religion, how has this freedom now helped you deal with your grief, like the loss with your father? Has it improved your um, dealing with grief? Honestly, it has. Um... Because, you know, you have to find a place inside of yourself um, using a higher power, if you will, mm-hmm. to, like, I had no issue with, you know, he's gone and I can't change that. Would I wish he was back? Yeah, but I know that that's not possible. Um, I did have a lot of dreams and such, but that's not anything I can control. Um, but yes, being able to kind of let go, you know, with, with grieving, it's not something that there's a time limit on. And I mean, my dad passed away, like what? How? 2000, 20 years. So yeah, 20, 21 years ago. And it's not like I'll never stop missing him or be sad that he's gone. Cause that I'm sorry, but that won't change. You know, I thought there would come a time where I'd just be totally over it and, um, not feel sad, you know, like maybe for, you know, his birthday or holidays and times that we used to get together and such, but I'll always miss him. Um, but that place inside that you can find where you tap into your joy and you tap into peace and you lean into that, um, I, I can't even tell you how freeing it is because you have the power to do that. Like you, you can make a conscious choice to do that and not allow yourself to fall into that abyss. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that, quite frankly, is liberating to That's me. Great. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, it is. Thank you. As you know, I've, I've, through the spirituality practice, I have developed, uh, I get to a point where I don't fear 
grieving as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. Because I went through a point there when I was really starting to have that second crack, Mm -hmm. uh, that second breakdown where I was just, I, I felt the fear of all of it. I probably mentioned this before. I was fearing everybody dying and having right, to go to yes. all these all these people I love and being afraid to continue mm-hmm. to love them and have connections like that. And but you know what? Why hide from life? Mm-hmm. Because then you're basically just grieving, and you're going to continue to grieve that you're you're not a part of life anymore. That's why I said you know keep Correct. these connections open, keep these things these sources that make you feel alive, stay as close to those as you possibly can, because that's what life is. And also if we don't have now. those, yeah, the here and now, if we don't have those, then we don't really have life. No. We're just breathing. And I want to do more than breathe. I want to do more than just survive. I want to thrive and really throw myself out there into the world and, and be a part of uh, the things that I've always wanted to be a part of. Like, you know, uh, we're, we're doing our karaoke gigs. That's starting up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this podcast now for a little while. This is what I'm talking about. This is what makes me and all of us feel uh, more alive, I think, and more connected than we probably felt before. This is kind of a part of our spiritual practice. It is, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I yes. I agree. Yeah. I know. And may I say one more Sure, thing? sure, please. Absolutely. So I've also had that issue with... Um, <laughs> anticipating every possible scenario that could happen, you know, whether it be in a, an upcoming interaction or um, worrying about my future or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm very analytical and it, it can be um, quite cumbersome. Mm -hmm. So I've really had to, consciously make myself stay in the here and now Mm -hmm. and take things day by day because, and sometimes I've even had to tell myself, Hey, (laughs) hour by hour. Okay. Because I'll get way too ahead of myself Mm -hmm. and then I'll work myself into a frenzy of which I didn't need to do, Mm -hmm. you know, because none of, none of these things have happened. These things that I worry about, like I, I really, used to struggle with that a lot. Yeah, um, and, it, and it'll drive you nuts, you know? Fully. Um, and frankly, for me, that's that's a very short drive, so. <laughs> yeah, <same laughs> you know? here. Yeah. Mm. So I, I really do um, believe that, you know, it's important to have resources or references and connected relationships that you can go to and... Um, lean into in those times so that you don't have to suffer, you know, because like you said, I mean, life is meant to be lived, not just coexisting, Uh which is what I felt like I, I was doing for a long time. Like I felt like total oppression, you know, and that, yeah, that's a crummy feeling. It's horrible. It's almost, it's almost paralyzing. Like I got to a point where I was just like, chucked out yeah. because I just, I couldn't take it anymore. But then with help of my therapist, to be honest with you, I expressed how I felt. And that's the thing is staying open. It's so important because if you don't and you just, you know, it festers in your own mind, you do, you need help sometimes and that's okay. Yeah. You know, it sure is. Yeah. It's okay to need help. We've talked about that before. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, there's no shame in that. No, none whatsoever. 
So when I finally actually faced what I was feeling and the way I was living or not living, and I expressed that, he was like, oh, well, then what are we going to do about it? And I was like, right. well. Yeah, let's develop a plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I can change this. Yeah. You know? I was like, well, sure. thank you. Right, yeah. like John was saying, the Buddha, yeah. talking about Buddhism, you don't have to suffer. Correct. And that's, that is very interesting, you know, that a lot of things that the two of you talked about, it's like I, I that's the way I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't natural, know that that natural, was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not kind of weird. See that? See that? <laughs> that's <pretty> cool stuff. <laughs> that is cool. So, John, what else have you got for us today? Uh, well, when I was uh, reading about uh, spirituality this week, I, I came across a quote by the, uh, the famous author, C.S. Lewis. And I, I thought I might give you guys, uh, put you on the spot. Okay. About a little something. Uh, ooh, oh, yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, this sounds good. <laughs> Go on. Uh, a quote ahead. that he said, and we're, we're going to play a little match game here with fill in the blank. Okay. <laughs> he said, quote, no one ever told me that grief felt so like blank. Now, that's a little. Buddy. Now, I'll yeah. tell you how I feel myself. Okay. Okay. No one ever told me that grief felt so like physical pain. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel how grief felt like me, that I never expected grief would feel like that. It wasn't just depression. It, it, it wasn't just uh, that I would be sitting around the house. It would actually may feel, I would feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. I would feel it in my stomach would hurt. My chest would hurt. My heart would be beating fast. I would be sweating. Um, the physical manifestations were just overwhelming. And I never imagined that. Uh, I never imagined that my body would, at the time I felt it would turn against me. And oh, I talked wow. about my therapist about that. And mm-hmm. she was just horrified that I felt like my mind and body were two different things. Just like, no, no, your mind and your body are not enemies. Your mind and mm-hmm. your body have to be together. Yeah. And we had to work um, for years to convince myself, to convince me that my mind and my body were not enemies, that they were part of the same team. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that now. I, I don't believe that my body is my enemy anymore, but I was completely convinced of that when I first started therapy, that my body um, was turning against me because even at times when I was not depressed, my body would still give me the physical manifestations of depression. It would still Mm -hmm. hurt. It would still Mm -hmm. sweat. Um, My heart would still beat, you know, 130 beats a minute and I couldn't stop it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I never thought that grief would do to me. Uh, That would feel so like physical pain. So who wants to jump in there? No one uh, ever told me that grief felt so like. Uh, me or you, Christy? Do you already have your answer? I've got my answer. I do too. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, no one ever told me that grief would feel so much like disconnection. Mm-hmm. I feel, I mean, we have talked about brain fog and stuff like that before. And I mean, when I was going through grief, I felt like my brain, my spirit could not connect to anything anymore. Everything just felt like it was dying inside me. I was different with my friends, with conversations. I wasn't the jokester that I was before. I didn't feel 
love and I didn't feel anticipate anticipation for, you know, fun, good things anymore, excitement about life anymore. And I didn't sing. Uh, I didn't do anything that gave me joy or pleasure in, in any way. I I didn't, I didn't seek anything out. I felt like I was just disconnected from the world and I was just going to be I was like a, like a, just like a rolling ball of pain Mm. is all I felt like. Yeah, it was not, it was, that was not a fun experience for anybody. No. We all feel it differently. And, you know, since, you know, we're talking about spirituality and, 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 uh, and religion and, you know, I really, I had had my spiritual practice going. So it felt like a part of that had died too. I got disconnected from that as well and had to rediscover it. Mm-hmm. I had to force myself to, uh, you know, since I'm, as I've said before, I'm not a God guy. So I didn't have a higher power like that to turn to, to pray, to, to look for guidance, to get comfort. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I was just like not there. Okay. So ask the question again. Uh, go ahead, John. Okay. Okay. Christy. Yes, John. All right. Put your hand on the buzzer and don't buzz in until I've read the full question. <laughs> okay. All right. This, no one ever told me that grief felt so like... Death. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. I felt like, honest, honestly, um, I felt like a part of me died with him. I felt dead inside. I felt numb. Um, I did feel the disconnect as well. Just everything as I had known it was no longer, you know, um, everything felt different. There was, I felt like something big was missing. Um, I almost felt kind of paralyzed Mm. in a way, like emotionally, um, I couldn't understand. Why it happened. Yeah. And why. (laughs) Why would such a good person be taken. From us. I don't understand that. And that's why. I've struggled with the whole religion thing because I just, I know everything isn't, I know it's the circle of life, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't the circle of life. Yours and John's weren't the circle of life. They were unexpected Mm -hmm. and real devastating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what it felt like for me. Yeah, it's perfectly understandable because, yeah, that's, uh, it is something, I'm sorry, I lost my earpiece for a second there. It is, yeah, that I, I even thought of that as being my answer too. Did you really? Yeah, that, you know. Yours was close though. Yeah, close enough because, yeah, it does. It feels like something inside you just dies. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, but the thing is that you have to remember that it really doesn't. Yeah. You know, we can bring certain things, things change, but we can bring things back. You're right. We can bring parts of ourselves back. And, uh, 
I, uh, you know, That's I want, there's true. something I just wanted to say here too. And uh, John, that was great. That's a, uh, yeah, thanks, definitely John. a great, I'm thanks glad you came across that. That was a great right. thing to throw in there. Thank you. Uh, I want to person. I just want to end my, what I'm going to you know say for today. And we can, we can talk about this uh, a, a little bit too. If you have anything that you want to say after I, I, I say this, um, this is just some advice to give to people, because I believe that, you know, spirituality and religion, uh, you know, they have so many uh, positive things they can bring to your life. And when you are in the throes of, of grief and suffering and you don't know where to go and what to do, there, there are definitely some things you can do to work your way out of it. If, if you, through spirituality and religion, if you really want to make your life beautiful, you've got to take a break from your usual habits, the usual thought habits, the usual reactions you have and the usual and most likely unnoticed beliefs and assumptions you have, those kinds of habits. If you have a logic-based brain, you've got to put that aside for now and you let that creative you come out for what is lying in the wings waiting for some attention. You put away your rational mind and feel, make the conscious decision to put into practice deliberate ways to use this power that we all share. You might not think that we all share it, but we do. Because know it or not, like it or not, you are always in the process of creating something. Because your consciousness is always operating, purposefully or not. That's and true. believe me, purposeful operation is a much, much better way to go. I've gone the other way. Okay. I've gone all the wrong ways there are to go. And purposeful operation, trust me, that's the way to go. So that's what I just wanted to say uh, there for like basically my kind of ending to this. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Anyone got uh, anything else? No. I do not. No? no? Okay. Well, I think that this is uh, a wonderful topic to cover. I am so glad that we finally got to it. And we here uh, at the From Grief to Greatness podcast encourage everyone to seek out all of the healthy ways that you can to help push yourself forward in life and really, really, really live life. Allow yourselves to feel it's healthy. It's not as scary as you might think it is. It might not be a, as comfortable as you want it to be, but it is necessary. It's all a part of the process of healing. So keep on going strong. Do everything that you need to do because we are we are doing it and we're not perfect at it, but we do it and we are living proof that you can make strides. So please make those strides and come with us. Go from grief to greatness. We thank you for joining us again and we will talk to you again soon. Bye.